0: Cool man. Well, I've got some energy because I just did 50 squats and I'm beat. But I'm probably gonna have to take a nap this afternoon. <laughs> but right now, I feel pretty good. Um, how are you doing this week, man? Good man. Good. Good. Um,
1: I can give my update. I don't know that there's a ton uh, on my side in terms of the podcast, but there's <laughs> there's relief, I think, on my side. Okay. Um, so, I th- well relief because. I'm really, I'm sort of on the final stages, kind of like just talking about contract with a client mm-hmm. for the next three months with potential extension. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. So that's good. Um, we'll see. Like there is a potential, oh, there's always a potential for things to fall through because we're talking about a few things in the contract. Uh, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, I don't know how you feel about these things. I'm a little bit of a stickler about some things in the contract. Like I do not like non-competes. Um mm. This one doesn't have an uncompete, actually, so it's not that. uh, But sort of, like, liability issues and stuff like that, they're always things that I just just check very carefully. Um,
0: I can see you being pretty, like, careful about that stuff. We have, like, our ideal contract with, like, the terms that we like. And some of those things for us are non-negotiable, and some of them are there to basically... So you can wiggle on them, you know, and you can meet in the middle. So we usually really like the upfront payment, and that's, like, something we've gotten pretty much every client we've had since we started doing that, which is nice. Um, whereas like we lo- we don't like doing hours, you know, yeah, but right. if they want whatever, if they want us to tell us what we did this week with hours, because you know, the person hiring us needs to report to the finance team, like what we're doing, ideally we wouldn't do that. We'd just be focused on the outcomes and like wouldn't have to break it down by day, but sometimes we get that. So that's like something we would wiggle on, you know?
1: Yeah. What, what happens if you and as far as the a,
0: contracts with the non-competes and stuff like that i'm pretty bad about that i they just send me a big thing i just like we said in the email this is fine and then i just sign it i you know how i am i'm just kind of gosh. like i'm not going to spend time on all those things but like yeah we've never really had like that to worry about non-competes and yeah I, i've never really seen that come up that much
1: yeah i mean um, non-competes are not really that enforceable as far as I understand them, like the, the broader they are, the less enforceable they are.
0: Is that what's coming up right now? No, no, it's not. Okay. No, no, no. It's this, come this up not, in the past. I've, I've had
1: this. Yeah. I've, this has come up in the past where they
0: say you're, work, you're doing consulting for like a media company and you can't do work with another media company or something. Like stuff like that. Right. For what? a year after you end the engagement. It's like, no way. Like, yeah, this that's is, ridiculous. You,
1: this is literally what I do. I go help clients. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm <laughs> not going to. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to like. So, yeah, so um, the, right. the broader the non compete is as far as i understand it the broader it is the the less likely that it is to be enforceable um by courts kind of thing you know like they're not going to enforce it um i think also Mm -hmm. some states don't allow non-competes i'm not actually not actually sure about that but um yeah that's sort of that's one of those things that to me is just sort of a big red flag and i have to talk to them about it and stuff like that this contract doesn't have that this contract had pretty good stuff it's actually most of it i'm fine and i also have my my default contract that i like to to do um it just so happened they wanted to do this. That's fine, uh, but there were some other terms, some other uh, things that I just wanted to change there in, in terms of the like liability and stuff. There's just
0: do you you can't you don't want to talk about the specifics.
1: Um, it's not specific. It's about uh, uh what is the term? And I'm fr- I'm just blanking right now.
0: They wanted um, like they own your code or something like that.
1: No, all that stuff is fine. I always give like. Once they yeah. pay, the rights are theirs, yeah. right? Like, all that mm-hmm. stuff, I'm like, it, I want it to be very clear because I want the client to feel like this mm-hmm. is their stuff, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. here
0: helping them out. And once I finish, You're all the stuff is You're not starting a startup on their dime exactly. or whatever.
1: Exactly, <laughs> Yep. Yep, yep. Um, no, all that stuff is there, the, like, IP and all this stuff. Um, no, th- this was about, like, injunctive relief. I think that's what it's called. So, like, they can force you by court to stop doing things. And I haven't have had this before, but I don't know how broad that can be.
0: Hmm.
1: Like if you sign that and they say like a court order ends up saying that, yes, you need to stop programming something, something like it's most likely like I think the real scenario is you are, I don't know, you're doing something that is damaging their company. Mm. And so they want you to stop doing that. And so they can force mm. a court order to stop you doing that. That's what it's meant for. But I just don't know how have you talked to the person
0: that you're actually talking with about that and like asked is this just like something that's like there because it's a big company and you've had something you know big companies they have one problem that happens and then they they layer it in so it probably doesn't matter
1: no it's a small company they're starting it's just that they're working with as many times you know you're you're starting you you get help from someone else and they're getting help from from another person Uh i don't know if they're a lawyer they might be um but it's also in the um, pharmaceutical space. I see. And so they're like super careful about those things. I right? see. I see. They're trying to be extra careful. So I understand. And again, it yeah. th- there's a good relationship here. It's not a bad contract negotiation kind of thing. Like if there were a bad contract negotiation, I would probably step away because it's just already yeah. a bad sign. <laughs> like yeah. I'm not. Right. I'm not a
0: starting again, off on be the a, bad foot.
1: Exactly. I want to be a partner with them, uh, not like uh, not, you know a negative relationship. So yeah, it's it's all good. It's just you know it takes an extra couple of iterations and making yeah. sure i'm understanding what they're asking for and that kind of thing
0: um, yep. i know how that is man it's it's and it's a bummer too because it's from their perspective they just are waiting an extra month to start their contract but they're all paying for it with the business's wallet whereas for you it's like an extra month of like not having money or having downtime and that's what happened to us this year like our contract took a little bit longer to get going and it's just a little bit it's yeah it's your it's like your livelihood, so I I know it can be stressful that time, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm, st- I'm I have an engagement right now, so I'm not actually like I'm not sitting and not making money, right?
0: I'm working. Got you. There's but, no layover um, time.
1: Right. Yeah, I would be way more stressed if there were layover time. Yeah. <laughs> like let's let's <laughs> sign this up right now, please. Right. Um, no, no. But th- but this is good. You know, it's sort of in terms of what we've been talking about. Should I get a job? Should I get a job? All this stuff. And, yeah. Um, I'm still on the front of like, well, since I'm going to get an engagement, let me just keep going and see.
0: Nice. Okay. That's okay. What's cool. What.
1: Um. So that's that's on that front, which is helpful. That's cool. Um, that's great, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is like a lot of my time right now is being taken up by preparing my ElixirConf talk. Mm. So I did one of these one of those things where you pro- <laughs> propose a talk so that you can get the work finished have you ever done right. this oh yeah <laughs> like um i i was i uh, i would say 80 percent of the work done when i propose
0: a talk now i'm uh 85 <laughs> um, <laughs> well we all know how much the last 20 percent takes yeah yeah so <laughs> so i've been
1: doing it because it requires a lot of demos it's it's about this mm. have you ever heard of the seven guis seven yeah GUI i have
0: learned about it from your your blog post actually it's okay. really cool
1: yeah so i just one of my talk proposal was to do that uh to code all just, seven well i'm not going to code them i already have six yeah. of them done i'm working on the seventh one which isn't is the seventh
0: this. one like the XL. <laughs> yeah that's insane i, yeah, I really exactly. thought there was a big jump there
1: <laughs> so that's that's the last 15 percent in my estimation uh-huh. which, which is probably more like the last 30 percent um in any case so I, I i'm like working on that demo right now uh and uh, by demo, I mean I need to solve the, <laughs> the GUI task, like implement it. Um, yeah. But once that's done, like I have really good, I have good commits. I have good, like, because I wrote blog posts about this, like I think the idea of the talk is kind of just walking through them and mm-hmm. I'll be teaching, a little bit of teaching LiveView as I go through it. Like if, nice. no, if someone's never seen LiveView, because you have such gradual progression, you can learn a whole bunch of stuff, right? Like how we handle all these things. Um yeah, the interactivity kind of, side of exa- it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh so i'd be like fun. i'd
0: be interested in watching that so you can do like javascript basically without writing javascript
1: yeah well it's it's both like the more complex like if you were, were to get... do
0: a on mouse enter event in javascript in live view like when i hover show mm-hmm. the formula
1: yeah we're not hover well, the, a cell. The, how the would you do is, that The thing is, you don't want to, well, both, you you can, one, you can do it, I don't know, not on hover, not on hover, but suppose you do, like, um, let's start with somewhere else. You click on something, right? Like a click event. Yeah. We send that click event to the server. Yeah. You have a a WebSocket connection, right? So, it's sending a a tiny thing. It sends it to the server. You have a process, an Elixir process Mm -hmm. in the back end that is backing the view. Basically, you have a stateful uh, server, right? Like, you have a stateful process in the back end. And so it'll receive the click event, and you can handle the event in a reactive way, just like you would
0: on the front and, end. You know,
1: yeah, exactly. So you you change the state, and it re-renders the UI. Now, the diff it sends is so small. because That's it,
0: very fast.
1: It's so fast because, one, first of all, you're already on a WebSocket connection. You don't have to mm-hmm. do HTTP handshakes, all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? All that's mm-hmm. already handled. Mm-hmm. And second, LiveView um, has a templating language that it automatically, like the first time you send the page, it knows what's static and what's dynamic. Mm -hmm. So when it sends the diff, it only sends the Mm -hmm. dynamic changes, that the dynamic things that have changed, right? And then you Mm -hmm. do the same like, um, what's it like morph DOM, right? Like DOM patching on the front end Mm -hmm. that does it automatically for you. So Mm -hmm. it's really good for a lot, a lot of use cases. Um, It's not meant to be a full replacement of javascript like Mm -hmm. there are javascript applications that you you should write in live view because Mm -hmm. you have to go to the server right like that Mm -hmm. is fundamentally one of the things um like an example is like you can you can for example pop open a modal by changing the state in the back end but like a modal should be more of a front end concern, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't want to like necessarily go to the back end just so you transition and show a modal, like that's-
0: Or show collapse, like expand an accordion or something exactly. like that. Exactly, yeah, unless,
1: yeah, yeah. unless, like if you think about how some of these things are done, like if you think of a regular app that has Ajax, right? I'm not, I'm not talking a super heavy front end thing, but sometimes if you have a toggle that is then going to load a whole bunch of data, yeah, it might actually do wanna. the Ajax request. And so you have like a loading spinner and then it shows the like the open thing that kind of scenario perfect for live view right. right like you 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 gain by using live view right uh, you gain over the ajax approach so right. there's a million things you can do like there's so much of what we use front end frameworks right now and ajax or apis or graphql right like all these things right um, you can do so much stuff with LiveView, just LiveView. That's cool. Yeah, it bends um, the
0: curve. Like, it, it's in the traditional world, like server rendering is good for links and form submissions. But as soon as you want any interactivity, like you have to write some JavaScript mm-hmm. and like Links kind of nudge that curve a little bit. And this kind of does it even more where there's more things you can keep in the server, which is nice because then you're only writing one app.
1: Exactly. And whereas and if it's you got want this-
0: to do JavaScript these days, you are basically writing two apps because it has to give you the initial render and then it has to be able to render on the client too. So,
1: Right. And then you have the like um, transport stuff, right? Like you have to either do an API to do JSON mm-hmm. and then you talk back yeah. and forth, you know, all yeah. that stuff. You don't even have to worry about that, which right. is really nice. And it makes right. it for really fast development, right? Like in terms mm-hmm. of developer productivity, it's so quick to stand mm-hmm. up really interesting reactive live view apps mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, without much effort. So that's cool. It's really interesting. I mean, I've been enjoying writing LiveView for a while. Um, And yeah, but yeah, in terms of the talk, the talk is just meant to be sort of like, let's go through these seven
0: GUI tasks, which are not meant to be written in (laughs) LiveView. To be clear, like they're... They're meant to be done. They're like just generic UI tasks you would do in like visual whatever studio or visual .NET or... GUI stuff. Yep. Yep. Any kind of, I mean, people have
1: done him in, like, React and, mm-hmm. right? Like, but not persisting any data, of course. It's all mm-hmm. like client-side. Um, they've done him in Scala. You know, there's a, whole, mm-hmm. there's a few, like, mm-hmm. um, samples or links to, to code bases where people have done this. So, you know, you can do it in a number of things. But, um, yeah, it, it's they're, they're meant to be for UI-specific things. Live View is not, it's not like a UI rendering library. Does that make sense? Like, it's, it's not that. And so, right um it's interesting because a lot of the tasks well it's also interesting because a lot of the tasks the things you can do you do with elixir right so and the Mm -hmm. ui rendering is just like Mm -hmm. the reactive part which is simple um cool so when is the talk how many weeks the talk is september 1st or second okay so about four weeks Yep, and that's usually what takes me, the amount of time it takes me to prepare a talk. You know, I, I usually work every day on it, quite frankly. When I, when I have done talks in the past, um, it takes me about an hour every day, and I just mm-hmm. prepare. Um, in this case, I want to do the demo and stuff, but I think by doing these things, um, I'm basically preparing the talk because I need to understand it very well, and then I'll need to figure out how to present it, right? But the talk is going through all these seven yeah. tasks. Yeah. Um, and the other benefit is that I am finally going to finish that series of blog posts, right? Because I wrote mm-hmm. a blog post for the first five. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a detailed commit, which I'm transforming and uh, augmenting. And that's going to be a blog post that's coming out next week, actually. I'm done with that. So I finished that blog post this week. And that's for the circle drawer task, which is the sixth mm. one. Um, so that's a good thing that came out of this because I haven't written a blog post in
0: a month. Mm. Yeah. I haven't been good about asking you that. Yeah, Why I did mean, you stop I, writing blog posts?
1: I stopped because I needed to because i, I wanted to prioritize other things like mm-hmm. the talk and
0: mm-hmm. finding um, a job and finding a, a client, like yep, figuring yep. that stuff out.
1: Finding a client and also um, doing the uh, interviews and stuff like that. Ah, uh, right, right, right. So yeah, so so I, I knew this. You know, like I was, I was okay not writing as many yeah. blog posts and kind of focusing on this based, based on what we had talked about. And like, I realized yeah. that my priority wasn't to, it, it's not to build like authority through
0: nah, authority.
1: Yes. Not authority. Yes. Not, not to, an
0: audience necessarily. Like, right. Exactly. Yeah. It's not an
1: audience building. Like I need to ship every week kind of thing. Now I do want to make sure I write yeah. blog posts more frequently. It is something I enjoy and stuff, but I want to make sure that, uh, you know, I'm prioritizing some of these other things with my limited time. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, are you going to think maybe, is there room for you to think more strategically about the talk as opposed to in the past? Like I know both of us have given talks and probably when we did earlier, like when we started, it was just like, yeah, you give a talk, but now it's like, well, maybe you think about, you know, the, um, there was this good i was listening to this podcast and he was like this guy was talking about like personal branding and how people like following people and like the reason people like companies is because of the people behind them that they get their kind of value imbued into the brand or whatever so he's talking about like audience building and stuff and he was like he doesn't like the term funnel because funnel implies like you have like your top of funnel stuff, like a podcast or a talk, which is where someone will first hear about you. And then if you give them like a call to action or whatever, some step that some percentage of them can take to sign up to your email list, da, 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 and then you end up like buying a product or something. Funnel implies like they're dropping out and like they're not <laughs> getting value. He had this term, I have to think about it, where it was like every step is a product. It's like a complete valuable experience so if they watch Mm -hmm. your talk you don't think about it as trying to convert people (laughs) you know you're you are genuinely interested in talking about this and you want people to have a it's a gift you know you're giving a gift without asking anything in return at that level Mm -hmm. and it's something that people can stand to benefit from and value from and if they want to go deeper with you they can go kind of the next level but anyways all that to say are you thinking about how you could use the talk to potentially like you know, uh, retain some of that value, you know what I mean, like capture some people, I guess, again, it's just better language than that, but putting your Twitter handle up, uh, sending people to the blog series on your blog post so if they want to reference it, they can go there, and then having that be something that they can use to you know, just and th- just thinking more strategically about how to align it with like your longer term goals, and if it's not audience building, maybe it's the authority stuff and I don't know. Just was wondering if you've thought about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I hadn't thought and like to, to some degree um, but it was more vague nebulous uh, in the sense that like uh, giving a talk. One of the things I'm really excited about is it's going in person and actually meeting some of these people that I've you know been seeing online and we've been chatting online and all these things and it's like just getting to be a little bit more in the community if that makes sense because I I, I have been in the community to different degrees over the years, but um, the last time I actually went to an, an event was 2018, uh, like a mm-hmm. like a conference. And the two like the last two years, I spoke at ElixirConf, but it's not the same thing. Like I couldn't, I didn't. I, I, I'm not a big fan of like let's all you know let's have like a hundred people in a Zoom call and like try to. Mm-hmm. I just you know I, so I just didn't even participate in those things, um, mm-hmm. because I didn't find them helpful in that way. So. Part of it is being at the conference, presenting a talk, visibility, also getting yeah. like just chatting with people, getting to know people, meeting people who I know from online, but like in person, I think it'll create a connection. Um but in terms of sort of like a funnel type thing, I do put my Twitter handle. I do, you know, those kinds of mm-hmm, things. And I will mm-hmm. reference the um mm-hmm. my my GitHub and all this stuff. And I think that yeah. there's a good point there of like maybe I can. Maybe there's a little bit more I can refine that in terms of making sure that the GitHub repo has a link to my website or, you know, stuff like that. just
0: something focused, you know, it just might help because, like, I get that you're kind of in this, like, explore phase and you're doing, you know, it's like consulting, business ideas, writing. Everything and nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, right, exactly. It might be nice to think about this this uh this podcast was good i might I might send it to you. We, we can put it in the show notes, too, actually, because I think it's related to a lot of the stuff we talk about. Um, yeah. but uh it's basically he basically always comes back to like, yeah, it's called making a dent in the universe, like what dent do you want to make in the universe? you know mm-hmm. and yeah. having that be uh something that can help you like focus. and uh yeah, so anyways.
1: Yeah, send them my way, and we can add it yep. the, to the to
0: notes. the notes. It, it's good. It's good. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. think you know. I I, th- I know. Like, I I do think. Um, maybe there's it, it's not audience building, right? That's does, that's a, that's pretty suggestive as like a verb, but there is something along those lines that could still be good for you to have 100%. in the back of your there. There's maybe there's a framing of it that's like you're just you're still building up something that's going to be more of a biz, like an asset to what you want to do in the future that if, right. since you're doing these activities weekly, anyways, it could lead to it, you know? Um, yep. yeah, yeah. Something sure. else. Yeah. Something else they talk about in this episode is like, and it's kind of related to the stuff that we've talked about in this stuff I'm doing with the course is like the, you don't want to be a perfectionist, right? It's, they say like prolific over perfection, prolific over perfect. So it's just, you know, same thing we've heard a million times. Every week is more important than, you know, the perfect thing. He was like, think about your favorite bands, how many albums they have out and how many hits they have. Right. And he was like the the Beatles at the height of their writing, like their, their music when they were basically around that, whatever year span it was, they were writing a new song every 12 days, you know, and that's
1: true. Interesting. Yeah.
0: And they only on average every 12 days, right? If you average all their output. And he was like, you know, not all of them are hits, of course. So um, it's the same with anybody. So yeah, that's why the consistency is like the most important thing. So, yeah, I think the consistency is just so important in anything that we're doing. Um, but to, to be consistent, you have to know like the why exactly. so that you have a reason to show up. Because if you feel like you're doing it and you don't have a reason, you're just going to stop doing it.
1: Right, and it's not going to be this. uh, I think having a goal in mind is also helpful for like how you aim things. Right, if you don't have it, then it's just going to be sort of sporadic or haphazard, and it's not going to have the same impact towards any goal. Right. Yes. Um, Yeah. I think in my head, where I'm, where I'm, the place I'm sitting at right now is Mm -hmm. a a place of uncertainty as to which direction I want to take, and I think Mm -hmm. that's why I'm like um, split. But it's Mm -hmm. I want to, while I figure this out. I want to pursue both paths. Uh, and the, the, what I'm talking about is I want to dive deeper into the uh, agency publishing world mm-hmm. and try to build something there. So, like, I'm because of the conversations, I think there's enough there. I need to – I have more scheduled. I have more calls scheduled. Nice. Um, so, I will keep digging there and hopefully – like, I'm not just going to keep talking to people eternally. I'm hoping to have one more conversation, kind of zone in. Uh, on making sure this is a problem. Then I'm going to have a second conversation with the first person I talk to mm. and, and try to really understand the use case for the the Bates technology or whatever um, and try to understand what is something that I could build initially an MVP, mm-hmm. a slice that would be valuable right. enough to buy right. um, and then kind of commit and start trying to iterate and work and get some feedback from you know three or four people so that's the plan. Cool. And so I, I want mean, to pursue Yeah, I want to pursue that and then in the meantime I'm still you know doing consulting. I'm still want to do the the talk Black and all posts stuff. And the be- talk, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's possible that in these conversations for the agency stuff we find out that this is not viable, right? Like mm-hmm. it may be that they have this problem, but the moment that I say okay, do you want to sign up and you know pay or whatever like they won't they won't want to or mm-hmm. they won't be able to do you know like they won't be able to sign up or there's a million things right, and so if I start seeing roadblocks there or if I start seeing that it's not feasible then i probably I might like put the brakes on that for a little bit and invest Call my attention on, the,
0: on the, yeah the stuff yeah, on
1: consulting and actually invest my attention in something else that I've been kind of getting excited again as we've been doing the podcast, which is the course the course route and trying to mm. do like more one-off things. a revamp mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep and but not just that but the like course. relaunching more the course and products. trying to create other products that are elixir related nice. and so or testing okay. related or stuff like that cool so yeah so i'm a, I'm sort of okay. at this uh what is it called like a fork, of the, a fork in the yeah. road yeah yeah um where i can kind of continue going a little bit on both paths and so i want to just figure out if path a might work out if it doesn't work out i think i'm going to go path b Uh, just because i I am excited about that again like the coursework like courses and stuff like that Um, and i think if i can devote better more strategic energy to it then it could be really good um but i want to see if this agent stuff would work out first just because i've been diving into it and it's exciting yeah if i can create a product i really i would love that i think like a a SaaS product so
0: yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I don't. I mean, I think if you want to build a SaaS, like building the audience is probably not the most direct way, but I don't think it hurts. Like Ben Ornstein talks about this. He had his audience when they started Tuple, and it's like not that he needed it, but it helped. And oh,
1: one hundred percent. Also,
0: doing info products does teach you about business and teach you about marketing and stuff. So, um, For sure. and, it, and it could potentially buy you more time to work on it if you want to go the bootstrap route. You know. Yep. Um, yep. If you were successful with the info products, so. And it's just something that's like, it's, yeah, it's like always going to be something that's interesting to you because it's so general. It's not like, you're not going to lose interest in programming, right? Nope. Yep. Whereas you yeah, might exactly. lose interest in like working on a SaaS or something like, or, or working on your, in, like picking the publishing industry, you know?
1: Yeah. 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 No, for sure. Again. Cool. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I guess I'm allowing myself to be a little like to not have a direct course, but have these two options and sort of. Mm-hmm explore them to some extent and then you know i'll choose something and go go dive deep deep that way so
0: cool man yeah awesome
1: so how about you how's your week on
0: it's good man um you were right for sure last week it sounded like a lot of work it was uh i didn't quite get there okay Um, so you didn't
1: get the two videos filmed
0: yeah i didn't get the two videos filmed but i think we talked last thursday that friday i did film video one which felt really good nice got it edited I still have to just do a little bit of B-roll, but I just kind of moved. I just did the first, like the main editing. It's like 99% done. I just need to add like a little bit of B-roll to the beginning. Uh, But I kind of started working on the next video this week. Uh, Me and Ryan put a a good amount of time on it one of these days. And uh, it was like not quite going the direction we wanted, but we eventually got something that we're really happy with. So the second video, the demo is ready. Just need to prep and shoot. So, and I have a YouTube video I'm gonna shoot today. So I wanted to have YouTube and episode two shot by today last week. And yeah, it just, it's a little bit too much. It just, it was just a lot of, right. of, of work. So that being said, I think, uh, basically last, I think, so I should be able to do one a week, right? Or is that going to be basically one every two weeks? With my YouTube's,
1: so if you're including YouTube, it sounds like you do. Like if you do YouTube and the course, I would imagine you do a full lesson recorded and everything every two weeks. Every two weeks, that's what it weeks. sounds like. That's to what me. it sounds Just like. And I know also I could, have consulting.
0: Yeah, exactly. I know I do. Um, I could uh, potentially like not do YouTube and do more in the course, but honestly, like I was doing all this prep work for the course and I needed to like break from it, so there's part of that too. And the YouTube stuff is just, I think it's good and important. So kind of thinking back to appetites and, and everything, uh, let's say I have lesson two shot next week and done by next Friday, right? That's like realistically probably what will happen. And well, I'm have i have, going to be in Vegas next week. So maybe I'll get a shot like Monday or Tuesday, but um, I go to Vegas next Wednesday. Actually, so we're probably going to take a week off of this. Sounds um
1: we've been warned.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe two weeks if Vegas goes really well, you know what I mean? No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh so let's say episode two is, you know, nineteenth. I'm just looking at the calendar here. Oh. Episode three, four, five. So six would put me at October fourteenth if I did a lesson every two weeks, and that would be six lessons by then. And how do you feel that's about That's like that's like two, four, six, eight, ten, nine, eight, like seven or eight more YouTube videos. Um, how do I feel about that? <sighs> October, what is yeah, fourteenth. So I was hoping to have like two. I'm really happy with the the video and and the demos we're doing. I think the course is gonna be awesome. I'm like a lot more excited about it just because we kind of simplified it in a certain way. That's really good. What was that simplification? Sorry, if we can. Just, just like tangent. the UI was like, we had talked about, you know, making it simpler and we did and like we were still having our demos that were like, just trying to be too realistic, kind of replace some of the text with like the skeleton idea of like where the text is just like a block and right. just focused on, yeah, like one part of it and the teaching story just ended up being good. And I think it's just, I think the videos are going to get easier and easier to make too. Nice. Um, okay there's still things with this was like a hard first thing to pick for this course because animation just has so many edge cases. So if we're trying to do something, there could just be something weird that we run into, but it's still really cool. It's really exciting. And I think it's, I think we're gonna be really happy with it. I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about it where we're at right now. Okay. Um, so originally I wanted to know by the end of the year, like I wanted to have like two courses out two or three. And for us to know if, if, those had done good enough that we could start ember map 2.0 basically right because like we really want to get back to that front end map. i mean w- yeah front end map <laughs> <laughs> we have a couple ideas for names but um it's a good business man we still have people who love and watch ember map videos and get it for their whole team and pay us like you know a lot of money like thousands of dollars a month and we haven't made a new video in like 2 years. It's a great oh. video it's a great business. Nice. Um and like they still love the videos and like they have a team of Ember developers and they're working on like you know 10, you know 10-year-old Ember apps or whatever and like they want the resources and like there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um interesting. I think we're good at it and I think it's something that teams really value and there's just a lot of alignment there. So like we were just getting really excited about getting back to that that space that situation and so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, yeah, I really was hoping to get both of them done this week. Um, Maybe there's a way to do it faster because that does make me a little nervous. Also, like once it's the middle of October, there's a couple things here. So middle of October, it's not just the videos. It's we need to start sending the emails again and we need to start sending emails and like you know i'm doing a pretty good job of like sharing stuff on twitter but it's not focused yet we haven't made the landing page we haven't actually like officially launched like announced the course there should be like a more crisp announcement and a page Uh that talks more about it and sends a sample lesson one once we have it or whatever put it on my youtube so there's all the stuff around the course that is also a lot of work um so that makes me a little nervous it feels like it's just it's turned into too big of a project, even though we tried our hardest to scope it down because for whatever reason. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of just brain dump. It makes me a little nervous thinking about it being middle of October because then November and December are also just hard months because.
1: Yep, agreed. Holiday yeah, they, travel. Sort of people are kind of, of checked year. out.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know what? I was, I'm push. looking at the calendar right now. Sorry, I'm just looking at the calendar right now. Yeah. If we launched it by the end of September, I would feel great about that
1: that's two weeks short of your that's pretty tight deadline
0: right yeah but there's maybe what we could do is like cut down consulting for september or for like half of september or something like that you know
1: well yeah a couple a couple questions one question Mm -hmm. in terms of like actually achieving this is do you what's um is ryan back from vacation and yeah 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 is he able to take like what what would happen if he took all the consulting and you you finished a lesson a week
0: yeah he could do that i we do it together so like we we do work on the lessons together and it's like it's helpful and it's always way better when we do things together yeah um no he could do that i mean that would be kind of a bummer for him to have to do that for like if it was like five weeks um also it's just like yeah some some part of it sometimes it's like it's not necessarily that like working 40 hours in one week is the same as working 20 hours over two weeks just because like the research stuff like last night i woke up and i was like working on stuff and i had like thought of a solution you know it's just you can't always cram it in i guess but again i think the demos might be easier maybe you scope it down if, if you can maybe
1: i mean you can't cram it in but if you have to cram it in
0: yeah i right? know like, you're right
1: if you if because i just don't know i'm looking at the calendar too and i popped over my calendar
0: yeah like the year view, if, right it's a good one
1: yeah if you're Going, well, I'm in my fast mail calendar. I don't know which one you're using.
0: Um, my, uh, Mac calendar.
1: Got it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like <laughs> if you want to have six lessons out by the end of September, plus all the other marketing stuff, like just...
0: I know, the stuff much, around the course.
1: How much will that take? Like a week or two, right? Like realistically uh, least, speaking. Yeah, at least, yeah, yeah. Like with small chunks. That puts you... Like if you were to be able to publish one a week, one lesson a week... Mm-hmm. it's one, two, three, four, five, that's six. that's realistic plus two yeah. plus two, that's plus realistic. two weeks for marketing then you're at the end of september so you would have to finish one a week instead of yeah. one every two weeks maybe that's
0: just maybe that's so i mean i did one so where were we last last week we had prepped a lot though i could try to see if i could do it tomorrow i'm okay with that too i don't have anything going on tomorrow um and i think it's like raining all day um and then it would basically it would be interesting to start from scratch you know, on mon- on Monday basically and see yeah. really shoot it, really coming up with a demo and shooting. Um, editing is fine. Like I would, if I have it all shot in our, e- and we have to edit, that's fine. That's like, that actually is the kind of task where it's like, if I double up my time or do it at night or whatever, it doesn't take any energy. Our editor does a lot of the work. It's, that's fine. Um, it's the demo prep and it's the actual shooting that is like the big unknown. But uh, I agree, I agree. So maybe it's maybe it's worth thinking about. You know, back to prolific over perfect. One a week, whatever it is, you know.
1: Well, and, and I don't mean to push you, just to push you. Like I, this seems to be what you want to do. It, it, I actually would like to take a step back, maybe, and think about why do you need to have it. Like you wanted to have two or three courses by the end of the year, mm-hmm. but I think you. You should probably disabuse yourself of that notion mm-hmm. like that's not going to happen right right so what's that, yeah. what's the big deal about you know running into october not burning out just kind of like do it you know you still more you still sustainably have a deadline. or whatever yeah you still have a deadline like you still need to get it done because i think the the big thing is you should not let this uh, leak into next year right like that would be yeah big big issue probably i'm guessing for you um so I what, agree, what October. Happens,
0: yeah, mm-hmm.
1: if you do October fourteenth, which is one every two weeks, plus the two weeks of marketing, then you're end of October, right? So, mm-hmm. um, then you have a course out this year. It's not the two or three you wanted, but then you have November, December to regroup. Maybe you start mm-hmm. planning the next one. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's fine. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I guess I, I'm just asking: Is that okay? No, I know.
0: I mean, it's like the bootstrapper way. It just takes longer, and but like you can last longer. You know, I, I was having um, breakfast with my friend who was visiting in New York this week, and she's done some companies and she's starting a new one and she i was giving her update about mine and she was like um how long have you been working at ember map now you know with ryan i was like for like five six years you know and it's like we still haven't gotten that one idea that like really works but i feel a lot better about where we're at right now and she was like i guess that's the thing with like bootstrap companies because she's in sf and she's always has done you know the um venture back like the startup stuff Mm. venture back she worked with firebase you know, and they're starting a new company. They were venture backed. So she was like, she had a lot of friends who, you know, I was like, we had some tough times during the pandemic. It was just, you know, it was like we changed offices three times, everything changed. So it was like, we just didn't make as much progress in the last two years as we had wanted to, but I'm sure everyone feels that way. But anyways, feel better about where we're at now. And she was like, you know, it's you no, know, it takes longer, but it's kind of cool in the sense that you're still at it after five or six years because I have friends who are VC backed, and they had a bad year and they're like well i guess that's it we ran out of money and our investors are like we want to return so they just they they shut down their business so the bootstrapper thing does take longer but yeah. you can you're like a cockroach you know you stay alive longer and you figure out a way to make it work cuz you don't want to have to go back to like a full-time job i guess right um i just want to make sure i'm not yeah, I just know how powerful deadlines can be.
1: But I guess I uh, I hesitate. Like if you put yourself an artificial deadline, artificial in the sense that Unrealistic. nothing's going to happen. No, just like if you oh, pass, yeah. if you blow past like yeah. end of September, yeah. Like nothing's going to happen, right? You're just going to keep working on it. So, it's artificial yeah. in that sense, but it, yeah. it like one adds stress to you, like a lot yeah. of stress because it seems like really tight. And two, It kind of defeats the purpose of deadlines because you keep blowing past them. Yeah. Like they're sort of losing their power because. Like,
0: because even last week saying I was going to have two this week, but it's not a real deadline. Right. It's like, I know. Maybe there's a way to make it real. You know, I worked on a tailwind course for Egghead and I did like eight lessons in the first six months because I was just doing them here and there and putting them when I had time. And then, like, in the fall, they were like, is the tailwind course going to be done by December or like November or something? Cause we're doing like a advent of code. And we want to send out a course every day. And I recorded like 18 lessons in like th- three weeks or something like that. You know oh what I mean? Gosh. Cause they're like, they're smaller and it's completely different right. than the kind of stuff I do for YouTube. But still I remember feeling like I was so focused because I had to do it and someone was keeping me accountable. So I just want to make sure that, that I'm not missing out on that. And I am working all, I mean, it's not like I'm slacking. It's just right. There might be some, Exploration stuff. So, like, for example, this week I wanted to do this animated tables thing for my YouTube video, and I was working on it on my side project. And I thought I had a video. Actually, I wanted to do a button, an extracted button for my last two videos, which is like animated and pressable. Um, and I was going to extract it in my side project, and that was going to be my video. On the way to do that, I saw a a thing that bothered me about animated my table in my side project, so I wanted to fix that. And in fixing that, I got, went down this rabbit hole about how to like, animate tables with frame motion because like a TR element, you can't set the height. So in Framer motion, if you like, were to like, check off a to-do and you wanted it to just collapse and the rest of the list like, shift up, you uh-huh. can animate height from auto to zero on exit and it just works perfectly. But if you try to do that to a table row, you can't do it because HTML, the way CSS and HTML works, you can't okay. animate the height of a table row below a minimum height, because like the table layout um, algorithm, the way it works. So I was basically trying to figure out, so usually when you hit delete on a table row, what you do is you fade it out, and it just holds place, and then the table can shift up, and you can do that kind of thing, but it's like, it just doesn't look as good, and it's not the same as when you enter something, you know?
1: But why did you need to figure this out?
0: Well, I was just, it was just, I was just, naturally working on my side project to get to a point where i could make a youtube video oh got it and so usually the way i do it like i could have stayed with the button thing but a lot of times when i'm working on a youtube video this is the nice thing about youtube is if something comes up i could just do that instead so pivot yeah yeah exactly just on the way to do this one thing there's another thing that turns out to be significant and interesting enough that it can be its own video so anyways it was a little bit of a rabbit hole, but it was fine because it was still I still have a video to shoot today for this animated table row thing. And then next week I can do the, the button thing that I was going to originally do. So that's that's fine. So my point being, because I want like my video this week, it's gonna kind of be more of like an exploratory video where I explain this problem, talk about wouldn't it be nice when you copy a table from Tailwind UI or like you have a table in your app, you could actually animate it without like having to turn it all into divs with like roll table row and because divs are like easier to make responsive and stuff which is what a lot of people do um and just talk about this technique so that's going to be fine and that's like an example of a scoped down video where i had to get my i knew i had to get my youtube done today so that's what it's going to be so i just wonder if there's a way to do that where like me and ryan are working on the next demo and it ends up being too hard or something and there's a point where we kind of pull out and um, you know, just work on whatever version we have so that I actually can get one video done a week. I mean, the reality is I could make a video a week on Frame of Motion, right? It's just I want it to be a certain level for the course.
1: Sure. Could, could in terms of like the process, like could you have just fin- done the button for YouTube and written down like a, I don't know if you have a project management tool where you track all your ideas for videos and just say like- Apple notes. Shrinking, <laughs> yeah. Shrinking table, like shrinking table yeah. row with animation and like that way you keep focused on what you were planning on doing. Yeah, And you don't, you, you now you have an idea for a future video, but mm-hmm. it's not like you don't go down the rabbit hole. Cause I wonder I think you-
0: I, I think the reason I went down there is cause it actually was going to be easier than doing the button because it's like it. a refactoring step on the way to doing that thing, I guess. That, that's fair. Okay. So, but, but I, I, I hear your point and um, there are times where I do, you know, just like all of us in programming, you get, pulled into some other idea and you get pulled down a rabbit hole or whatever.
1: Can I ask a question? mm -hmm. This is an even broader question. Mm -hmm. This is something I uh, I wanted to ask. Um, You wanted to do two to three videos, or sorry, courses this year to sort of validate your idea of creating Ember Map Mm 2.0, right? My question is, is that, like, do you need to do that? Is that real validation like is a course is two to three courses real validation I, I'm trying to understand what is the validation there that you're looking like what would the courses give you validation for or could you like you do the course this year you regroup and next year could you just start on ember map 2.0 by doing weekly videos on Front end topics again. I, yeah. I guess I'm well, trying, we I'm trying do. to. understand yeah. What's available. Okay, so the, right.
0: yeah, this is the idea. Okay. So when we started Ember Map, we um, had two courses. We put like a testing course and like a um, Ember concurrency course out. I think acceptance testing and something else. I think it was Ember concurrency. And we sold them one off, and we did like the email capture and got a couple hundred people, and that told us you know that, that was enough for us to go ahead and make the site. Um, we did that to early like we didn't have a big enough audience i think so in retrospect um you know it would have been better for us to invest like a year of doing youtube kind of what we're doing now so that when we launched the site we had more audience and we weren't just like now we have a site also we spent a lot of time making the site and then it's like now we have to find people right so like uh We just did the classic mistake. You know, your first business, you do product. Your second business, you realize it's distribution. Because you could have the perfect product in your hands right now. But how are you going to find people and convince them it's worth their time to check out and purchase, right? So now we have a bigger audience, I guess, with YouTube and and Twitter. The reason we want to do the one-off thing is because of that, like there's more optionality. Like the, one of the biggest benefits of one-off products, info products, any one-off product, but info product is like, you put it out there and then you get to, you know, decide what you do next. Right. Whereas if we jumped into EmerMath 2, um, we now have a recurring website. We have people who are expecting videos and it feels like, it feels like a bigger bet, right? So we wanted to make small bets. We wanted to make smaller bets this time around. And we felt like the course would be a smaller bet. <laughs> It's turned into a medium sized bet, but still once we launch it, if we launch it and it does really, you know, it makes like $2,000 and no one's really interested in it. It's not going to, like, I know it's not going to, but if it did, um, and it turns out like all the people following me on YouTube are not actually interested in that level of content from me and from us, then it would give us some hesitation about starting Map too. So I think we just wanted a little bit of optionality there and to just try to run a small experiment to test the hypothesis is YouTube going to be a good uh, marketing channel distribution channel for Ember map 2
1: Got it. So that's the, that's, that's the, the thing you're testing is, can we you, leverage YouTube to bring that yeah, funnel <laughs> talking about? Yeah, because gonna, I know like, how
0: to grow YouTube now. I mean, I'm not like the right. best at it and it's, Taking me longer than some people, but it's fine. It's growing right. and I like it and I could keep doing it. And I know if I kept doing it really consistently, it would keep growing. So, is there some percentage of those people who um, would want to sign up for Ember Map 2? And if so, we feel a lot better about the upside of Ember Map 2 because A, we're not tied to as, as, as specific a technology. We're not even tied to React, even though we do a lot of right. React. And React is right. huge. We do Tailwind stuff, right? We do a lot of things. Right. We do like backends as a service, right? All the things are in my videos. So yep. um, that's a big thing from, for us to not make a, that same mistake as we did with the first time around. And then, yeah, there's a natural way. We were like finding new audience last time through conference talks and podcasts, which was okay. But YouTube is going to be a lot better, I think for finding new people, you know, again, just as a way to uh, acquire audience and distribute a marketing channel, distribution channel. So
1: that's what you wanted to see. If you could get YouTube people, what percent of your YouTube followers will actually buy your course?
0: Exactly. And if it's, if it, if there is some percent, then we know we can set that system up, keep making YouTube videos and like, it should just, you know, it should work to grow the business, to grow the site. Growing the YouTube will grow the business. That's like, if I, if we knew it without a doubt and we knew that we could hit a certain amount, then yeah, we'd do it tomorrow, but we just want to see, you know? Okay. And when That's I put out, you, you know, and so far, like even, even just when I put out frame or motion videos on my YouTube and tell people I'm working on a course, um, and link to the sign up, you know, there have been people who sign up. And so, you know, um, there's like 700 people on our list. Most of them are from YouTubes, you know, from yeah. YouTube links and stuff.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's
0: like a little validation of the hypothesis, I guess. That's interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that makes sense. I, I You were just kind of thinking from an angle of like, am I just delaying things or something?
1: Not just delaying, not, not delaying like intentionally or anything like that. And more in the sense of, is this a true translation of like a course doesn't seem necessarily the same. Like I might buy a course for a hundred bucks and right. do a subscription service right. for 25 bucks or you know i don't know like yeah um or and just understanding like i wasn't even for some reason <laughs> I should have clicked by now but for some reason i didn't register that like you were trying to figure out is youtube a good top of the funnel yeah for our um for whatever you know video business we end up making whether it's courses or something mm-hmm. else like Mm-hmm. Um, that little piece—it uh, mm-hmm. wasn't exactly clear to me. So that—that mm-hmm. that makes sense. That you're trying to—you mm-hmm. want to uh, you see wanna how, figure how out how what well. the
0: distribution is, right? Is it an email list? Is it, you know, is it your Twitter? Right? Like Adams talked about this a bunch when him and Steve did refactoring UI. You know, they built their Twitter audiences, and and that yeah. was that was a distribution channel because when they have a big audience who's warm to the content, that's really excited about that specific content on Twitter, it's naturally you would think. Going to lead to, you know, sales of a book of a product around that space, and then with Tailwind UI, it's like they have Tailwind CSS, which is an open source project which has a ton of traffic to it because it's the docs site. You learn about CSS, and now you click on like more components. Boom, you have a distribution channel. It's important, you know. And with Ember Map, you know, with Laracasts, like Laracasts is a video site for Laravel. It's huge, super successful business, super big staple part of the Laravel community. And, you know, um, Jeffrey Way has a really good relationship with Taylor, who runs Laravel, and such that they have like links to Laracasts throughout the Laravel documentation and stuff. So the, the, he has distribution there, right? right? We got like a Ember map link on Ember's homepage, but only like w- years after, and we were basically done at that point. So that w- we didn't really have that. Like, people love their mm-hmm. podcast, you know? That's how we got a lot of our consulting clients. And people did find out about ember map that way you know seo is one way but like you know what i'm saying it's just that's sure. that was a bigger part of it and that's what i want to make sure we, we get right this time
1: got it okay that's interesting that's fair
0: yeah but anyways yeah the calendar it's a little scary looking at it. it'd be interesting i wonder if anyone has any ideas about like the deadline you know
1: yeah i mean i think they have to be realistic in some way right like you can't just Uh, you can't say uh, this is the deadline in
0: i'm looking at the week i'm looking at the month right now and i feel like i should be able to have lesson three recorded by this time next week not fully edited or whatever but just recorded and off to our editor because i'm going to record lesson two like tomorrow hopefully but see maybe that Uh wouldn't happen but i want to and i should be able to i mean should be able to so if i do that then i have a whole week to just write a demo i mean whole week minus everything else i'm doing but (laughs) i should be able to do it you know yeah 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 yeah.
1: okay i think that makes so maybe
0: i i don't want to just say it again maybe maybe i say like instead of maybe i just take a week off of youtube if it comes to that next week mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it it sounds i just don't work on youtube or anything else in the time that I'm off consulting until I get lesson three, and maybe like Ryan could take up extra consulting hours next week if we talk about it, and just see what it would be like to get lesson three done by next Friday.
1: Yeah, or if he wants, you know, I, again, I don't know y- y- y'all's agreement or whatever, but maybe Ryan can work on the demo a little bit while you take, right? Some, I, you know, right. whichever way that works. But basically, yeah, um,
0: trying to prioritize time on that. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, to wrap it. Yeah, we should. I know it's uh, it's really helpful, kind of like processing this stuff out loud. So appreciate, oh, yeah, appreciate for sure. the time. Um, okay, no, thank you. I, I enjoy this. So let's keep yeah. it up. Well, hopefully my 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 computer is all right today. When we were getting on, I was a little late because I got back from the gym, walked in, plugged my computer in, the monitor turned on. I tried to unlock it, then the screen went blank, and I was like, "What's going on?" Oh no! Took out my laptop, opened it up, it was black. And the fan started going crazy and the fans have literally never turned on on this computer. It's the M1 and Mm. I've never heard the fans going and it was super loud. I was like, is my computer about to catch fire? Like, I wonder if there was some node process that was like, you know, left over from last night or something that was, I don't know. And (laughs) I really freaked me out. So I just turned it off and had to restart it. So hopefully, hopefully nothing's going to go crazy today, but I guess we'll see.
1: (laughs) Back up everything, back up everything. Yeah, (laughs) it's all in the cloud,
0: man. (laughs) It's all in the cloud. (laughs)
1: i will tell you a secret a terrible secret actually I, um, it's
0: not i need to you're right i should push up the demo stuff i working on you, i
1: had my <laughs> i had my entire testing live course locally on <sighs> my computer for a long time and i finally i was like i should probably just put this <laughs> tr-
0: yeah exactly <laughs> oh man i could have lost everything so anyway yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: okay yeah. all right let's uh let's wrap it up thanks everyone for listening all three of you we love you. It's the reason we do this. No, actually, I really love talking to you every week, and um, it's a lot, it's been a lot of fun. So,
1: yeah, same here. All right, man. Okay, buddy.
0: Talk soon. Bye,
1: bye. See ya.